This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dear Governor is a production of iHeartMedia and 3 Much Media. Dear Governor Newsom. Dear Mr. Governor Newsom. This is an open letter to Governor Gavin Newsom. Dear Governor Newsom. The second-to-last stop on the cradle-to-prison pipeline, and the very last stop before juvenile offenders are sent to adult prison, is the California Youth Authority. Charged with a series of offenses including skipping school, petty burglary, and joyriding in stolen cars, at age 15, Jarvis was sentenced to the CYA in Stockton, California, a seven-hour drive north from his Long Beach neighborhood. This was an ample distance from his homies and former life of crime to give him a new perspective on self-worth and potential. It was in Stockton for several years that Jarvis earned his high school diploma and started believing he may have a chance after all. But in time, the lure of family and the familiar became too much to bear. Enlil McRae, once again a personal mentee of Jarvis and an actor at the Truth Workers Theater Company, reading from Jarvis's autobiography, that bird has my wings. I struggled with this feeling of wanting to be with my family and knowing where it would lead. I wanted to return to who I was, to the life I knew, with all its pitfalls. Southern California felt more real than the life I was trying to create for myself in Stockton. My visit home had loosened my resolve and made me question all the good reasons I had for staying in Stockton. And winning a new life... I was losing everything that connected me to my identity. Angrily, my mind stumbled into a rational for letting go. Like a dolphin who makes up any excuse to just hang on a street corner looking for a fix, I decided that I could be a damn fool like the rest of them. To pay for a bus ride down to his old stomping grounds, Jarvis sold his most prized possession, his high school diploma and he recommitted to a life of the damn fool behavior that eventually landed him in San Quentin prison. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. I couldn't get it right. You know, I couldn't get it right. 
Jarvis Masters. I just couldn't get it right. I mean, I was frustrated. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back out to Los Angeles because I was placed up here in Stockton. And when I went down there to Los Angeles to live, it was the worst mistake I ever made. And I knew it, and I didn't do nothing about it. So this 19-year-old kid, he ran around hanging with people that he hadn't seen for many, many years. And he walked away from a lot of things that he knew right off the bat that, you know, his mind's been trained not to mess with, you know, guns and dope. And so uh, I walked away from that. But then everywhere I went, it was right there at me. So I started helping my brother out, you know. He was selling heroin at that time, and he showed me where where all the guns were, you know. And he gave me a few, and I never gave them back to him. Did you ever shoot anybody before? You know what? Yeah, I did. No, I shot at someone. Yeah, I shot at someone, but that's a story in That Bird Has My Wings, where these guys was coming after me and another guy. And we just got tired of being followed, Chase. So we came around the building with the guns blazing. The next day, we learned that we fired bullets into the house the car had been parked in front of. There had been children in the house. Bullets had come close to hitting them while they slept. I thought with horror about what I had almost done. I imagined the children in the house as my nephews asleep in their bedroom. I could have killed them. I've been given a miracle. I didn't have to live with the pain of having a killed a child or anyone in the car either. I couldn't name what I felt. It was beyond regret. At some point I was out of control. I got out of control. And I kept doing these robbery things. And they kept going on and on and on until I eventually got caught. And they convicted me for a whole bunch of armed robberies that I did within a span of two months. And that was just that anger, you know? I hadn't dealt with, there was a lot of anger I hadn't righteously dealt with. And I put myself in a position where I act out on it. It was definitely not me, but I own it, you know, so... At the time, did you feel any remorse for crimes, or were you not even that awake to be able to... No, I didn't feel no remorse. Remorse was not something that I knew how to deal with. Because when you talk about remorse, a lot of that comes up when you're alone, when there's no distractions, when someone's telling you to feel that way and someone's not telling you to feel that way. I never had that kind of time to really sit with things like that. I was always around people who done far worse or far less. We didn't judge each other because we all were doing something wrong. So, no, I did not know what remorse meant. You know, I know I felt sad by the fears that I created on people's faces because I remember that. And in many, many ways, on many ways that we don't understand our life, 
And ironically, it helped me get to a place which had to be here that I, I found myself. I found the pain and hurt, and I found what it was like to experience someone being robbed. You know, I got to the point where I, I was being robbed by something, and it was scary. It was real scary. What was the initial sentence? 21 years. 21 years for 16 counts of armed robbery. Yeah, they uh, said we were sending you to San Quentin. San Quentin State Prison, maximum security correctional facility for men, opened in 1854, California's oldest prison. The state's only facility that conducts executions is ironically situated overlooking the serene beauty that is a San Francisco Bay. In the 80s, when Jarvis was first incarcerated, it was an extremely dangerous place to be. Violence was a daily ritual. A riot erupted in 1982 that required more than 20 shotgun blasts in order to subdue the revolt. 22 inmates and four corrections officers were seriously injured as a result. Is it as violent now as it was back in the 80s? No, not at all. Not at all. It's not violent. No. Not at all, not even close. I, I've been an observer to that, 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 you know, this thing here, you know. And there's so many things that changes the culture. I honestly think someone in the Department of Corrections is, is in a state of shock to see how giving inmates the ability to communicate with their families in ways that are conducive to that family's life schedule, being there to see their kids and their grandkids born or, you know, or at graduations. And, and I'm talking about what I'm basically talking about, access to phones, cell phones, regular phones. I mean, back then you didn't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. And right now you have that, and, you know, you're not finding weapons. You're finding cell phones. You're not finding a lot of drugs. You're finding cell phones. You're not finding a lot of fights. You're not finding none of those things because people are reconnecting to their life, you know, to the life they left and to the life they have now. Currently in California, it costs $1.23 to make a five-minute call from prison, and that's a medium cost compared to other states. The Prison Policy Initiative recommends reducing phone costs or making calls altogether free to help inmates keep in touch with their families, one of the most effective factors when it comes to eliminating recidivism. The guy says, you know, what do you want to do? You want to go out there and you spend time with your daughter and, and your new grandson? Or do you want to go out there and have this thing going down on the on the lower yard somewhere. Everybody's going to want to speak with their families, and to use that as a restriction was always a wrong move, but to use it as a way of an alternative was the right move, and I think they turned that right knob the right way. It's not so much phone privileges, it's phone access. For example, the phone we're on right now, the one we're talking on right now, it is very expensive to talk for five minutes, especially with a family who doesn't have that kind of money. And those are the families that are usually having someone in prison, obviously. To give that person access to talking to his family, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to provide him with a opportunity to do that, 
in ways where, you know, it's like you can speak to generations of your family nowadays. Um, that's special. And I don't think they really, really understand how special that is. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sister Helen Prejean, author of Dead Man Walking, writes, Jarvis J. Masters was set on a dangerous course which eventually brought him to death row. Somehow, within those walls, he now demonstrates divine grace in his daily life and by the cautionary tales he shares. I asked Jarvis, after a lifetime of what he called damn fool behavior, what was the impetus for him to change? I started reading these books about masculinity and where's the man and the boy, the boy and the man. How do we find ourselves in, you know, in the environments we live in and what do we do to 
imitate being what a man's supposed to be based on what we've been told. So I was reading a lot of these books, and a lot of these books were both very, they were all sort of had a spiritual net on them. I started reading these books, and they were really good books for me to read because they really started to tear away what I thought I should look like, sound like, and be like. How do you think you should be back when you were 19, 20? Oh, man, I don't supposed to take shit from nobody. I do my own thing, you know, and I'm supposed to be aggressive. I define what my man is to me. You know, I don't care about what standards are there or what people might think that I need to be. And then there was a whole prison culture thing where there's certain obligations you have just by what we say our manhood is being threatened. I had to tear down a lot of that stuff. And that was a very scary part because those were all layers of shields that I had created, fashioned made, personalized, customized, that kept me from uh, showing my true self. So I was pulling away those layers, man, you know, becoming more vulnerable to this, and valuing the idea that I can cry, learning how to openly have more appreciation for things that, that I never thought I should have given some value to, you know. That 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 authentic human being that there's a lot more layers to me than to get there, you know. Seem like each layer gives a different shade of sun. But yeah, I I was trying to really find where I fit in. When you're young and vulnerable like that, you wanna know where you fit in. You wanna fit in with the tough guys. But then there's something that doesn't fit with the tough guys. And you don't want to fit with the guys who are not tough because there's something that don't fit with that. So you have to find where you are. For me, I had to, wherever I was, I had to learn how to respect that as a starting point. So what else I wanted to do with that. So I had a lot of restarts, man. I, you know, that's what I used to call them, restarts. Let's do this all over again. Make it yours. You're given a response to something. You have 60 seconds remaining. You know, you only respond because this is how everybody else responds. How would you really want to say that? You know? And these are things that, you know, you, 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 for me, they, they were like sort of like conversations that are conversations that are built around mantras, sort of. You know, they were like asking me to repeat something to hear it over again to know that, you know, what was she really trying to say with that? Hi, yeah, may I speak with Jeffrey Rotwine, please? Hello. Hi, Jeffrey. Yes. Hi, my name is Corny Cole, and we're creating a, a podcast that is focusing on, on the life <laughs> of Jarvis Masters. Yes, and I'm expecting your phone call. Wonderful. <laughs> I've been a uh, practicing attorney for about a little over 45 years, long time. My main area of interest has been criminal defense, murders and, and capital murders, you know, like Jarvis's case. So tell me what you remember when you first met Jarvis. I think I met him probably in the latter part of 1987 or the early part of 1988. And he was up at San Quentin prison and he was very closed, very kind of steeped in the, in the prison gang, um, culture 
non-communicative with, with me, with us. He was in, in a very different kind of uh, lifestyle and culture. Um, that's what I remember when I, when I first met him. You saw his demeanor change. Tell me how, how he changed. Well, he began to open up. He became much more communicative. He became softer and more self-confident, much more friendly with, with the defense team, Michael Satris and the other people, investigators and experts and so on that we had uh, retained while he was doing that in the same process of kind of, um, you know, leaving behind or getting out of the, the gang, the prison gang culture. Um, and by the time we got to trial, he was, um, he was almost like a different person. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an open letter to Governor Gavin Newsom from Marty Krasny of Sausalito. Dear Governor Newsom, first off, thank you and congratulations for your courageous and admirable decision to establish a moratorium on the death penalty in California. It's in that context that I am writing now with particular attention to the case of Jarvis Masters. I can always depend on Marty, you know. He's he got my back. That's one thing. Out of all the people I know, Marty has my back. There's no doubt about it. And I I have so much respect for him. A condemned inmate at San Quentin State Prison, whom I believe was wrongly convicted as an accessory to a murder at San Quentin in which he had refused to participate. The May 1985 gang-perpetrated slaying of Sergeant Howell Birchfield, two tiers away from where Jarvis was locked in his cell. I've known Jarvis Masters for more than 20 years, since his conversion to Buddhism while he was housed in the Adjustment Center at San Quentin following the murder conviction. Where I've been in my life, Marty is one of the smartest people I've ever, ever. I didn't even think people like Marty exist. And I've always depended on him to tell me the truth. My wife, Pamela Krasny, a Tibetan Buddhist practitioner for the last 40 years of her life, a longtime social justice activist, and a member from its inception of the Board of Naropa, the Buddhist-inspired university in Boulder, Colorado, initially met Jarvis through our friend, the revered American-born Buddhist nun and writer Pema Chodron. Subsequently, Pamela visited Jarvis at least twice monthly until her death in June 2015, and she became like a surrogate mother to him. So Pema basically said, I have a friend that you really, really was going to like, and she's been my friend for many, many years. Her name is Pamela, and she wants to come see you. I said, cool. I can always get another visit. Wow, get me out of myself. And we start talking, and she says, I'm going to bring my son, Parker, to come see you. And she had a lot of good stories about Parker. Our son, Parker Krasny, who has worked for the last five years on criminal justice policy in the office of the mayor of New York City, has known and advocated for Jarvis since high school. Parker is one of those people that you know is always going to be your best friend no matter where he's at. And he's, I've always thought of him that way. Even though we don't communicate as often, he's always going to be that best friend, that someone who uh, will always be interested in what, what happens to me and care about me in that very way. You will likely hear from other supporters of Jarvis about his transformation from an angry and aggressive young street criminal who was justifiably convicted for robbery and served his time for it to a model prison resident to whom both prisoners and guards turn for wisdom and perspective, and the author of two highly regarded autobiographical books used in high school and college curricula throughout the United States. Since Jarvis's trial, fellow gang member inmates who falsely witnessed against him under the threat of violent retribution have rescinded their testimony, and one of the world's leading forensic linguists has stated that he is virtually 100% certain 
that the kites introduced as evidence of Jarvis's complicity are not his diction and were similarly dictated to him by gang enforcers. None of that would hold sway if Jarvis were guilty of the death of Sergeant Birchfield, but he isn't. Quite simply, I believe that the conviction resulted from a perfect storm conversions involving a media fan public fear of African-American criminality in predominantly white 1980s Marin County, a dishonest prison snitch, corrupt enforcement officers, and gang leaders seeking to enforce the chain of command and control against an independent and recalcitrant young member who had somehow found his moral compass. You and I, Gavin, have met over the years. I chaired the Democratic Committee in Marin and Sonoma County, then Assembly District 4, for a number of years at the beginning of the century. And I have been an active NGO executive and corporate manager in the Bay Area, including service on various philanthropic and educational boards. It would be a bold move to exonerate Jarvis Masters, and it would not give him back the decades that he has lived at San Quentin after a grave miscarriage of justice and a flawed conviction. But it would be the right thing to do, and it would enable this innocent man approaching age 60 to spend the rest of his life in freedom, working productively for social benefit. Thank you for considering it. With admiration, gratitude, and warm regards, Marty Krasny. As we continue to anxiously await the California Supreme Court opinion on Jarvis's final state appeal, will he finally be exonerated or will they confirm the death penalty sentence? Next week, Jarvis will open up about his very personal opinion on capital punishment and what that feels like from the inside of death row. In addition, we'll hear from the esteemed Buddhist teacher and best-selling author, Pema Chodron. Today's episode was written and produced by Donna Fazari and myself, Corny Cole. Our theme song, Sentenced, is compliments of the band Stick Figure from their album Set in Stone. Excerpts from Jarvis's memoir, That Bird Has My Wings, a Harper One publication, were read by Enlil McRae, a member of the Truth Worker Theater Company. To learn more about the outstanding work they do, please visit truthworker.com. Stu Sternbach composed the original music. Nate DeFort did the sound design. Visit freejarvis.org to find out more about Jarvis's case and to sign your name to our Dear Governor Newsom petition. And if you have questions for Jarvis, please leave a message on our hotline at 201-903-3575. That's 201-903-3575. Dear Governor Newsom is a production of iHeartMedia and Three Mutts Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, 
The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.